Welcome everyone to the CavsCorner.com podcast. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Obviously, there is no music, no intro, no funny bits um, to start the show this week. It's a very different uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, Ferber just mentioned a few minutes ago that you know we've 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 kind of done you know some sort of like almost like a reaction to terribleness um, sort of podcast before, but nothing like the one we're going to be doing tonight. Um, I am joined by, uh, David Spence and Justin Ferber. Um, I, I think that if I had said to them, Hey guys, you know, let's not record this week. I think they probably would have ridden with that. But I think also they're with me on this and the idea that, um, there are people out there who, you know, I think this, you know, conversation, however long it is, whatever comes up might, you know, be a good thing. Um, we're not going to get into, Literally anything about football, um, you know, no shade to the UVA basketball team, but that win over Monmouth or the cancellation of the game against Northern Iowa, we're not going to get into that either. And if you're somebody who was looking for an escape from the last few days and you wanted to hear, hear some folks talk about sports, unfortunately, this is not the podcast for you. Not this week, at least. Um, we'll get to that in due time, um, but that time is not now, at least for us. So, um you know, if we if we need to um, let some you know let some folks delete some episodes out of their podcast app right now, uh, feel free. Um, we're also you know we're gonna we're gonna do our best to not just um, rage uh, on this show. Um, I don't think it's um, going to be news to anybody who's hearing this that we all feel a lot of rage and a lot of anger and. Um, we're going to do our best to focus on the people who deserve our attention right now. And that's the, the three young men who lost their lives. That's Mike Hollins, um, who is fighting still. Um, saw a little while ago that he was upgraded to stable condition, which is such great news. Um, the people that deserve our attention are the families of those impacted by this football team as a whole, the coaching staff, the former coaches, all of that. Um, and I guess I just want to start from a place of being really real with everybody who listens to this to say, this is what you're going to get um, before you even get into it. And if this is what you, what you uh, think could help you, that's great. And if not, that's understandable too. Um, I guess I, I want to start with one of you guys, Ferber. Let's go to you. Um, Normally in this spot, I'll ask you a question about, you know, how you feel about the last game or whatever. Um, I, and I think I, I don't think it's, you know, n novel concept that nobody remembers what happened against Pittsburgh at this point. It couldn't matter less. Right. But I'm just curious. Um, you know, you, you were up most of that night sort of tracking this thing as best you could. Have you been able to find any sort of like normal, um, after all of the emotions and stuff that have hit you uh, that had to have hit you. I mean, um, in those hours and in the, you know, in the hours after we got the official word. Yeah, I would say, um, sort of to echo what Tony Elliott said yesterday, tonight's Wednesday, we're recording Wednesday night. Um, today has started to kind of feel a little bit more like acceptance. Um, you know, obviously, like the first day or or so was just harrowing and shocking, and and you know, as we were talking about before we jumped on to record, like, you know, we're not nearly as close to these guys as their teammates and coaches and families and classmates and former coaches and all of that. So I can only imagine what they're dealing with, um, you know, through this week. But yeah. Um, I was trying to get some work done on Sunday night. I saw what was happening. You know, I live about a mile away from where the shooting took place, maybe a little further. Um, you know, so I'm starting to wonder like, what is what's happening? And then you hear the rumors and things. And, um, obviously like everybody's worst fears sort of became reality and it became more clear that that was the case. Um, and yeah, it was really hard to, to just grasp it. And, 
you know, you hear a lot of people talk about, um, it's almost like a cliche, like, you know, you have like an out of body experience or you feel like you're not, you know, you're outside your body, like watching something happen to you. Um, and just like reading, you know, like once it became confirmed, it was like, that's kind of how it felt. Like, just like Tony said, it kind of just felt like it wasn't real. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think now it's sort of, we've reached the, the place where we can talk a little bit more about the, um, you know, like what these three guys and Mike, uh, you know, brought to the community and the team, um, and how they, you know, uh, interacted with their friends and, you know, like why their, their legacies are so, um, big and, and, you know, like all of that, sorry, not the most eloquent (laughs) speech there, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think we were, the healing process is sort of underway now, but, um, it's going to take a long time before, you know, this feels real and, you know, we can kind of accept it. I feel like in some ways, um, you know, grief, grief is sort of, I don't know, for me, for, for what I will think of when I think of 2022, I mean, my dad passes away. Um, obviously, um, you know, that's a huge, um, a huge loss and, you know, um, and I was, I mean, Dave wrote just an incredible column, um, you know, not long after his grandmother passes away and he's contrasting the idea of, you know, his, his grandmother lived 88 years and, um, you know, these kids didn't get a fourth of that basically. Right. And it's, and it's hard, you know, and part of the reason I think I was so determined to to do this show this week is it's, I'm a big believer that it's okay to not be okay. And I think all of us to Ferber's point just a minute ago, like all of us on some level, whether you knew the kids directly or not, whether you just cheered for them or whether you just, you, you had an idea of who they were and you're just devastated at the the fact that you won't find out who they'll become. Um, you know, I think, and you know, we've talked about this, the three of us, like, you know, we're in a position because, you know, what we do, you know, we're closer you know, to the guys and most, but we're not, we're not there with them every day. Right. We're not like Marcus and Lauren who, you know, who essentially lost the son in this. Right. And we're certainly not, you know, like the families, right. The Davises and the Chandlers and the Perry's who've lost their sons. And, um, I think all of us sh- understand that, um, it, this is such an immeasurable, unfathomable sort of situation that, to Ferber's point, it's like the idea of normalcy. Like, what what does that even mean? Like, when am I gonna care about whether Tony called a timeout right? You know, and I and it's funny because I long right now, I long to only care about whether or not they they called that stupid pooch punt right, and I and I, and I couldn't care less. Dave, obviously, this has been a you know, a pretty traumatic week for you on a, on a number of fronts. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just, first off, I, I want to give public kudos to you because I thought your column was fearless and you really put yourself out there. And I think not only was, um, was it a joy to read, but it was also, I was just, just really impressed and really thankful that it was on the site and really appreciate you putting yourself out there like that. Um, how has, I mean, you had a crazy experience with all this on Monday, as you wrote about. Um, how how has it been for you the last few days, bud? I mean, probably the same as most Virginia fans. Um, you know, look, I don't. I'm sure I'll repeat some stuff up in the column, and I appreciate the words. It was, uh, I felt moved to write it. Um, hopefully, help some people. Um, at least, kind of, because I think we're all, you know, as as fans of these young men, you know. I don't know if guilt's the right word, but you find yourself getting really sad. And then you're like, man, am I really allowed to be this sad? I'm not the family, right? I'm sure you guys have had similar thoughts and most fans probably have, but then you see another video like Lauren put out tonight and you're like, man, why? Like it, it maybe it's not time to move past this. <laughs> maybe I need to like, you know, be sad again. Um, so it, it's been a very confusing week because, you know, when, when something like, you know, you lose a family member, which, you know, obviously Brad, you've dealt with recently too. It's, um, it's painful and you've got your family, you know, the, your, your rest of your family there to, 
kind of get you through it. Um, you know, I guess my point of bringing that up is, you know, I was kind of torn on whether to do this tonight. And the, the thing that kind of hit me in the last 30 minutes was, you know, there's a lot of Virginia fans that don't have the support network of Virginia fans that the three of us do. Um, and hopefully like listening to us tonight will help, you know, kind of give them some support, um, kind of figure out if what they're feeling is normal and it probably is like it's confusion, it's guilt, it's madness, it's sadness. Um, and I don't know when those feelings will go away, when it's appropriate for them to go to away. Um, I just, you know, I do value the fact that I care enough about this program and these young men to feel this way. And, um, you know, just, it sucks that we have to be here talking yeah. about this. Yeah. I, so story time of sorts. Um, I, uh, after the Richmond game, I go down and, um, I didn't have to do a lot of the post game stuff last year, right? Damon was in charge of all that. And I was basically sort of there to, um, to help him out, um, you know, do whatever, you know, he needed me to do. And, um, I took just a video with the coordinators cause they were changing up, you know, what they were going to do. And so we got players and I, I, I shot a video with Lavelle and, um, I didn't end up using it. I, I forget, I forget the way content sort of, um, trickled out those first few days after the Richmond game, but I didn't use it. And it's been sitting there all season long. And, um, I have no idea why I didn't delete it. I just left it there, you know? And, um, I hadn't, I hadn't watched it and I knew it was there and I left it there. And for a couple of days, I just said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Um, cause I was afraid, you know, I have a, I'm a, you know, I'm a sensitive guy anyway, when it comes to, you know, the really, you know, big stuff. And, you know, I just, I just wasn't sure if that was something I needed. Right. And so I thought tonight that I was like, well, look, you're, you're being a big baby about this. Like you, you're, you're, you need to know, you need to know what you talked about. And it's all football, right? There's no, like, um, nobody asks some question where he sort of, you know, gives some really insightful sort of thing. It's all, you know, about the offense, about the competitiveness with the receivers and stuff. But the thing that stood out to me, it's just the way the kids smiled. And everything you, you read, everything you hear about him is this energy, right? This energy of the room. And it's just it's just really hard to, to think that he's not going to do that anymore, you know? Um, and I think that I remember talking to him after he committed and I tweeted something about this the other night. I just loved his, his, he just had such like tenacity about himself. Right. He's very comfortable in who he was. It felt like, um, you were on the hype train early. I was, you know, I was, I, he was like, he, you know, he gave me some great quote about, um, you know, they just need somebody to go up there and get it and I'm going to go up there and get it. And I just, I just love the kid. You know, he just had such a great attitude. Um, I remember telling them on the podcast before the 20 season, I don't know, man, this, I think Lavelle Davis might be a big deal. And I remember, I will never, you know, we hung up that thing, man. Y'all were just like Lavelle Davis, huh? Like, really? I was like, I don't know, man. I just got a feeling. Yeah. And, uh, in some ways I, I, you know, I took so many, <laughs> took so many stupid victory laps about calling that thing that season. Um, but I mean, I just thought, you know, I watched that thing and he's just, you know, the kid is just, he, he's just vibrating in a different frequency, you know? And, um, he talks about, you know, he's running for the end zone and he feels somebody touch his cleat and it, it was, uh, wicks but he didn't know that. So he just ran faster uh, just in case. And, uh, you know, f to go through what he'd been through and stuff, I just think, uh, you know, it's like you look back on it and you wish, man, you wish things had been better for all three of them on the field, right? You, you wish that, you know, this happened or that happened. But um, part of the reason I think that they resonate so much with people is not just what they did on the field. It's what the, who they were off the field. And that's the, 
the loss, I think, that really hits us all. Um, now, I'm not yeah, really I, sure. Yeah, go ahead, Ferber, because I was going to say, I, I'm not really sure how to how to traffic cop this. <laughs> There's no but, segues. Yeah, yeah right? Um, yeah, I had a similar kind of experience with, with Lavelle in particular, just because, um, you know, I went to a lot of practices during fall camp living so close and um he was one of the first guys we talked to i think we talked to him twice um and i got him with you know like maybe me and one other person and we talked for a long time it's like the longest video i have on my phone from camp um and he gave really long answers which you know we always appreciate and just had a lot to say which was great and um you know i went back and watched it and just to kind of see was there anything like in there that was you know, magnanimous. And it's like, really, we were just talking ball, you know, <laughs> like, um, and honestly, the thing that kind of stuck with me going back and watching it is just how excited he was to get back, you know, from his injury and, um, play with his teammates. We talked about him and, and Dontavian getting to play together for the first time. And he was so excited about that. And, um, yeah, I mean, and, and everything that I've seen and heard about these guys, all of them, matches what everybody else has said would i'd never heard a bad word about any of those guys um devin talked to him briefly during camp two he was obviously new we don't you know have as long of a relationship with him but obviously like uva recruited him out of high school and you know he came back and um he uh he was just really positive and and a nice nice kid and uh Mike, um, obviously I wanted to kind of mention him. I didn't talk to Deshaun, but um did talk to Mike and and uh Mike um he you know we 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 talked about it a lot, even on the podcast, how like he just a lot of people were kind of banging on him, you know, just yeah. for like how when's he gonna like pick it up or whatever, you know, in a football sense. And that's okay. I mean, that's no one anticipated this happening, right? Um but his attitude was like so positive. And I remember talking to you guys about it. I don't know if we talked about it on air or off air, but like right after I did or like talk to him, I was like, that dude has like the perfect attitude for somebody that's being pushed. He does not seem like he's responding to it poorly. Um, and that's why I was so high on him this season. You know, we did the prop bets and everything. Cause I was like, that dude's going to be fine. He's just, they're pushing him cause they believe in him. And, and I think that that attitude's going to serve him well through some hard days to come. But yeah, I mean, never heard a bad word about any of these guys. It seems like they were sort of model teammates, literally. Um, you know, since they do that now weekly, and um, yeah, it's it's just tough. And you know, you feel for the guys in the locker room. And um, you know, one of the things that kind of stuck with me that it's just sad, but like I just keep thinking about it is you know, Devin Chandler almost commits to UVA out of high school. Like Bronco and his staff were close. Um, goes to Wisconsin. I guess, you know, he wanted a change. He goes in the portal. I remember when he, and I remember his high school film was very good. And I just remember being like, this guy's going to be a good fit. If he comes, he goes to Wisconsin, he goes in the portal. Then I was like, oh man, I hope that they reach out to him because he's a good player. He just hasn't gotten a chance. Then he commits the day that Bronco resigns. Right. So, and he ends up sticking it out anyway. And you just think like, man, like, you know, so many opportunities for him to have like done something different and it just didn't work out that way. But ultimately, even though he wasn't here very long, it's very clear that he made a big impact on his teammates. And, yeah. you know, it seems like from everything we've heard about Deshaun, you know, and every, everybody on the defense seems really broken up about this and he clearly made a, an impact too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing that kind of struck me is we learned more about these guys. Now I've only Lavelle's the only one of the, you know, the three victims. Um, they're no longer with us that, I've had any decent conversation with, and it was only a couple of minutes one evening. Um, you know, that's all he needed. Like that, that guy was a star, you know, I think Tony said he lit up the room. I think it was Tony who said that. And yeah. And it's, you know, he's just a magnetic personality to be around there. You know, as you, as the more you learn about him, obviously we knew they were, you know, student, you know, you, you gotta be a good student, be here, that kind of thing. Um, but it kind of reminded me how, you know, Bronco was big on the and culture and, you know, and Tony's thing is champion men. Um, and these guys personified that, right? Like they were, they, you know, they were well-respected in their amongst their peers outside of the football team. You know, their, their fellow classmates, their teammates loved them. Um, I mean, this was the day after the pit game, they went on this trip, you know, 
And, and I don't think we as fans appreciate that sometimes. We, you know, there's more to class than just going to class. Like, you know, there's so much, and the, these guys embodied it and tragically um, lost their lives. But, you know, it's just been, I think the thing that's so hard for me to process um, is just, you know, you know, I'm almost 50 now. Um, you know, you guys are younger, but you don't have your spring chickens anymore. <laughs> As you get a little older, I don't think you become numb to grief, but you, you become more accustomed to suffering, you know, to suffering losses. Um, and you also, you know, you become a dad. So you've got your kids to worry about during times of grief and you're a, you're a, you're a son or a daughter and you've got your parents to worry about when they're grieving. Um, you know, it's not meant for like 20 year old kids to, to bear all of this on their own. And, you know, so it, it's a lot on the staff. It's a lot on the families, many of whom aren't local. Um, and, and that's what I really felt for the kids. And I kind of mentioned it in my column, but, you know, we, we've all gotten to know families of these players over the years. And, you know, we're friendly with, you know, some current players, families and some former ones and just reaching out to them and, you know, hearing how devastated their sons were, it's, it's been tough. Um, but they're a strong group of men. And I, I mean, I can tell you at my 18 to 22 year old, David couldn't have handled what these guys are handling. So I do think we should commend them on that. Um, but I, I just wish they shouldn't have to. And that, that's what's so, you know, the arranging yeah. part you talked about, um, certainly not here, but you know, it's, it kind of puts it all in perspective. Um, it, you know, it sucks that it takes these huge tragedies to put things like sports in perspective. Um, but it does like, I mean, I can't fathom right now, like caring about a football game for a while. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, Tom will heal all that, but right now it's still raw. Um, so, it, you know, it's just been, I mean, I can't, I'm like, just to lighten the mood like you guys know you, you you tailgate with me and frequently athletes i'm gonna wrap myself out on this one but you know frequently athletes go by our tailgate spot riding those little scooters and you guys know it drives <laughs> me crazy i'm worried sick they're gonna get hurt yeah. um and you know i was kind of joked with you guys before the podcast to get myself in a lighter mood was <laughs> i wish i'd go back to worrying about that yeah, it was funny. You say you say that about you know like Virginia's going to have a basketball game Friday night, a fairly big one, right? And I'm yeah, I was sitting here uh, today, you know, just kind of thinking like, how am I going to care about that, right? Um, and then the ACC comes out and says, you know, everybody who plays football on Saturday is going to in the ACC is going to have helmet stickers and they're going to have a moment of silence and they're going to use, you know, this the UVA strong with the with their numbers and stuff on it, and I just looked at it like it was like in another language, you know? And I'm like, football. Like That just, was kind of one of the times where you said yesterday, like, I can't believe this is us, sort yeah. of. Like, like this, it's I like can't that's, believe. that's when it kind of hit me. I was like, whoa. Like, UVA's yeah. going to have their logo on other people's helmets, and yeah. you hope that never happens. But I do have two sort of, like, um, things that just kind of I wanted to make sure I said. First, um, to Dave's point about, like, the, the tragedy, kind of like this kind of putting things in perspective – I would never say like people shouldn't care about the results of games like in a normal you know course of a season like don't feel bad for like not being happy with how the pit game went right but ultimately I think like and, and you guys mentioned like there the these individual players like had things going on in their lives pursuits outside of football everybody that plays football at UVA is like that to some degree um, you have to be um, and and you know if you play here you're probably a sorry attracted to that you know lifestyle and um i i don't want people to misinterpret this as me like fan shaming or like talking about attendance but i think something like this kind of puts in perspective and i hope that people kind of you know remember this and i'm gonna try is you know like while what happens on the field is you know fun to to get invested in and, and worry about and have questions about and think about and you know, all that throughout the course of the season and leading up to it, we have a great time on the show speculating on things. You know, you're, you're, we talk about recruiting, like, doesn't matter how many stars a guy has, doesn't matter how many, um, 
drops he has or whatever. Um, you know, when they sign up to wear the colors, you know, and come to Charlottesville, like they're one of your guys. Like if, if you're invested in this program and um, any of the programs really, um, and you know, the community and, and these are guys that like live in the community and they interact with other students and, you know, they have lives, they have jobs, you know, um, they, they, they have families, like they're not commodities. And I don't think UVA fans for the most part feel that way. Like, and, and again, I'm not fan shaming, but like in other places for players are kind of like, you know, it's more like professional sports. Um, here it's like, you know, you're, you're part of this and, you know, once a guy, like I said, once a guy signs up, he's, he's in your community and forever. I mean, even if you transfer, you know, like Devin Chandler, those Wisconsin players are devastated, you know, and, and just like the guys that left UVA, the coaches and and so on and so forth from Broncos time, like I'm sure they're crushed too. Um, and, and the fan experience, you know, when it's at its best, it's a community experience. And, we're all kind of in this together in good times and bad. And um, I just, you know, I hope times like this kind of inspire people to have a little bit more empathy, including I'm including myself in that. Like I wrote 2,700 words on Sunday about how bad the game was on Saturday and how like, you know, how many changes needed to be made to the offense and stuff like that. That stuff just, it's interesting and, and it's part of what we're doing here, but ultimately like, these are human beings and, you know, we need to kind of keep that in mind. And then the second thing I wanted to say was just, I think the, it's really inspiring to see talking about communities, like the outreach and the support from everybody else. Yeah. Like everybody else, um, rivals, teams that are far away, LeBron, like, um, you know, this impacted a lot of people and, um, I wrote about uh, it'll be out tomorrow, I guess, but kind of just Tony Elliott's leadership. And uh, you can kind of tell when coaches are in it for the right reasons and when they're not, you know, like Bronco, definitely a guy that loves football for the right reasons, you know, coaches for the right reasons. Same with Mike London, same with Tony, I think, and, and same with Al Grow. And I think, you know, a lot of other coaches around the country are in it for the right reasons. And it's really easy to tell because this affects them. Like, you know, they think about what would happen in their locker rooms or in their homes, you know, like they have a lot of these guys are parents and, you know, it's just, you know, it really shows like how like college football, like the ACC, just sports in general kind of drive community. And, you know, they can, the community can pick these guys up. Like, in in a way that maybe you know like to not to sound cynical but like you know if these were just regular average students like there would definitely be like a lot of outreach but like this is sort of like transcending just because you know everybody around college sports knows like how horrible this would be if it happened in their community just like we've reacted to other tragedies and um yeah, it's just I think it's really really inspiring to see how many people care when when they don't really like have a reason to pay attention to what goes on here. Yeah. I mean, I just want to add something on that. Um, yeah. I think, I, yeah, I wrote about it in that column I did. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always like Mr. Optimist when it comes to predictions and stuff. And a lot of that has to do with just, I mean, I'll tell you point blank. Like I know, <laughs> I know some players, I know some families, like I, I don't want to speak bad because I know how much those guys care and how much they try and what they're putting into it. So it does affect my predictions. I don't, you know, never bet based on me um but you know i think that's that empathy like like justin was saying like yeah i hope we can all can carry that beyond this um and you know one of those friends i'm not i, I can out him now because he out himself on the board um is chris glazer senior you know he was just down in town what two weeks ago to hang out with us um even though junior's away he posted on the board and, and you know, in that column thread, I said, and I won't read his whole post, but he said, um, when we return to discussing football, is my hope that above all else, we remember players as people first. And I think that's, we're all guilty of not doing that at times, like letting your fandom and your desire for results kind of outweigh your your humanity. Um, 
just because it's, you know, it's easy to do. And I'm just as guilty. I mean, I was at the pit game Saturday too. Um, and hopefully I can become better at that. I, I feel like I'm decent with that publicly, but even, you know, even in my frustration, I, hopefully this will, this will help with that. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, th- it, th- that's a small token to, to gain from this. Um, but it's still like now, like, I mean, I feel like I'm babbling now because my brain can't comprehend <laughs> like all that we've had to deal with. That's okay. And I don't want the families, uh, you know, now I know you guys are the same way. Like, I don't want the families to think anything we're saying isn't, <laughs> isn't appropriate. Um, cause we, we grieve with them. Um, yeah. But you, you got to laugh because you can't grieve twenty four seven. The um, so a couple things real quick before I, I don't want to lose the thread on these. Um, you know, Devin was a kid that I talked to, um, when he was a recruit, and um, coincidentally enough, his his parents are from my hometown, graduated from my high school. Um, a fact that my mom actually reminded me of yesterday. Um, which I completely forgotten. And then when she said that, it's like, you know, gigabytes worth of data downloaded back to my brain. Um, and, um, and when his dad passed away a couple years ago, he was, he's buried in my hometown. And it occurred to me that Devin probably will be too. And, to think that that that's a thing that happened in the world is just, you know, it's just, it's, I, I use the, the word, um, you know, devastated or unfat, whatever word you want to choose there, man. Um, it's like all that at once. And I think that's the hardest thing about this is there's the senselessness piece of it. Right. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of like, telling people that they deserve this or deserve that, but I know these dudes didn't deserve this. Right. And, um, and I think about Deshaun and I mean, that kid had been on grounds for like 37 seconds. And I remember his dad DMing me asking me how his son looked and, you know, first years, you know, you, you don't get to see them in practice. Right. Especially, you know, back then you, you, those guys are off like doing their own thing. They got like a whole, you know, many, many miles to go before they can sort of get on the actual field. Right. And, um, I don't, I don't know if, if that's just a uniquely parent thing, but I mean, he, he just, he just, he wanted to know, like, you know what I mean? He just, he cared. And I, I've always thought, you know, his occasional DMS about how things were looking. Um, you know, that I get that, you know, from time to time, over the years, you know, parents would want to know. And I always thought it was really cool. Um, you know, every once in a while you, you get one that you're, you know, all right, call. It's okay. You know, you, you get a, f- a few more than a couple, but I always thought his were, were really sweet. And, um, I just, just hate, just hate that this is, is what we're talking about. Right. Um, it's senior day. It should be senior day, right? We should be, we should be f- half an hour into a very different show, um, but we're not. And like I said before, I think grief, you know, for me, that's that's what I'll think of when I think of this year because of the things that have happened in my own life. But I, I think as, as I've thought so much about that in the last few days, um, the idea that it's okay to not be okay, it's okay to feel what you feel, it's okay if you are angry to be angry. Um, you gotta, you know, and I'm not trying to play like pop psychologist here. I'm just, you know, being real. Like, I think on some level you have to let yourself feel what you feel. And I hope the kids on the team are doing that. Um, the worst thing that I feel like can come out of this is for folks to assume that the things that they're feeling aren't earned. Right. And I, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this show was so that we could let other fans hear us talk about it and if there's one person out there who felt I don't know some type of way about how 
impactful this was to them. If they read a story or watched a video with a, whoever and they and they didn't think they they were allowed to feel the things that they felt, I wanted them to know it was okay. Just like I want those kids to know that if they decide to play again, you know what? We will all be behind you. And if they don't, we will all be behind you. I feel like one of the things that gets lost, you know, to the points we've been making is the humanity of it all. Right. And listen, I, I love sports. Um, sports was my livelihood for a long time. Right. Specifically this team, this program, um, these fans and, yeah, it is. It's crazy to think that like, you know, teams are everywhere is going to have like moments of silence and they're going to have V Sabres on, on video boards hours and hours from sky stadium. And it goes back to grief, man. Like they do that. I think just like we did in 2007 for folks at Virginia tech. And to be honest with you, I was, I'm good until I see the stuff from like, rivals right not the website you know the actual rivals like tech tweets out a picture of an orange and blue sky and i'm just like you know spend my whole life hating these people man like real real hard there's a humanity in it you know and like i said before grief to me and i i'm about to go on a long tangent. So I feel like I should let one of y'all talk for a minute. Cause I, I might talk for 10, but this has been on my mind a lot. So Ferber at the tailgate the other day was talking about how, you know, he lives not far from the movie theater and basically every Friday night before team has a game, they go to the movies. Right. And I assume that they went to see black Panther the other night. Right. And it is, I, I realize I'm a nerd. Okay. So if, if, if none of this resonates with you, I'm very sorry. But I'm glad you put that out there so <laughs> we didn't have to. <laughs> that movie is all about grief. Chadwick Boseman, a, a young, talented actor who brought such humanity and such grace and such warmth to the screen and did something with the launch of the original Black Panther movie that had just not been done for African-Americans in leading roles with movies centered around African-American culture and African-American characters at the biggest, highest level of box office, right? It was a smash on a number of levels. It's probably one of the most complete Marvel movies out there. But in, beyond that, it was, a, it was a cultural thing, right? It was, a, it was a pop culture thing just as much. And that just doesn't happen when you have, a, when you have fusion between those two things. And he passes away. And how do you deal with that, Right? as a studio, as other actors, as fans. I'm not going to like spoil the movie for you, but anybody who goes into that theater thinking that that is not a major part of the story. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, but I came away from the idea that like they saw that on Friday and all of this happened 72 hours later and grief to me I was listening to this podcast today and they were talking about the idea that when you can't find meaning in something, you get stuck. Your brain, you can't find the meaning and you don't go anywhere. And just like some, you know, the Dory Milaje in that movie, their, their whole mantra is move or you will be moved, right? Their whole mantra is either you get out of my way or I'm going to move you. And grief is like that. Either you move or you will be moved. And the more I think about that idea that like if you can't find meaning, you get stuck. That's where we all have been, I feel like, for days, right? There is no meaning in this. There's no why. There's no reason. This is senseless. This is ridiculous. It's not fair. It's not right. Move or you will be moved. Either you can give up the pursuit of meaning or you can stand still, but either way, it's going to move without you. And I, and I keep thinking about how grief does that to you. It puts you in this box and it wants you to stay right where you are. And, and I keep thinking that I don't care if it's this show, if it's that article, you know, you read David Teal, you read Mike Barber, you know, you, 
you watch a video, you listen to Chris Long, you listen to Bronco Mendenhall, I don't care where it comes from. I just hope that people out there, even if we can't find meaning, that we don't get stuck. That we can focus on the light of these three young kings and we can shine it because they can't anymore. And I've, I've seen so many just absolutely incredible, touching tributes. People sharing about who they were and how they were. And, it, and the thing I take away from it is not only do we not know everybody's stories, but that in the situations like this, it's up to us to pass those stories on, right? To make sure that people are not still stuck in their grief, to bring them with us, to move. And I keep thinking that at some point there will be normal again. Right. Some point I'll see V Sabres and not think of that. And there's a part of me that thinks like I kind of don't want to. Right. That like I don't want to forget who these three dudes were. Right. I don't want to forget the fight that Mike Holland showed. You think it's tough to come across the play and pick up a blitz? Like what this kid did. I mean man it's just I just hope that people out there as we move forward together as fans as humans you know that we can pick each other up that we can help people who need help that we can give people a chance to to be heard right there's nothing there's nothing in this world as powerful as making sure somebody's heard and man I really hope that all of us come out of this hearing the good news about these three dudes. Well I, don't know that was, I don't know if that was 10 minutes, but it was close. <laughs> nah, I mean, stuff, that man. was, that was great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think like it's on my mind because I went back and watched it today, but like Tony Elliott, you know what he dealt with as, as a child and, you know, <laughs> it was really hard listening to him talk about his own son because I just hadn't thought yeah. about it, you know? And you, that's like, there's so many things going on. You're like, man, I forgot like about all the kids around this program. And like, you know, these guys were, they were, and, and, you know, like I was there at camp and like, I've never seen families so involved. Obviously Bronco was big on like his staff was very connected, but like, I've never seen so many like kids and strollers or like running around playing football at camp and, I'm really thinking about those kids a lot this week and, you know, <laughs> how do you explain it to them? But I think like, you know, with, with Tony's story and I went back and watched the ESPN thing about it and it was with either Tom Rinaldi or Gene Wojciechowski. I can't remember. Um, but it was very good. And he does a very good job of explaining. I mean, it's, it's bizarre to go back and watch it because it like applies so clearly to this, but um, you know, he, explains how the adversity that he had to overcome is not something that he will forget and the scars don't go away, but it's something that motivates him to achieve and grounds him. And it's something that, you know, like his mom can kind of live on through him. Right. 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 And, and I hope that that's what, you know, happens here with, with these three and I'm sure that it will. And, you're right. Eventually things will go back to some semblance of normal, but I hope that, and I'm sure that they have the, these guys have inspired their teammates and the community and the coaching staff and everybody around to do their best, like whatever that is, you know, and obviously like the, <laughs> I don't want to, I hate to draw this comparison because it's not quite the same, but it is, there are obvious similarities, but like the, the death of Sean Taylor and everything that went into that, um, that week afterwards was really, really tough. And so were the months afterwards. But I just remember the guys on those teams eventually just kind of like, you know, said we can either like let this kind of like take us down or we can play for him. Yeah. And and that's what they did. Yeah. 
And I hope, I'm sure that's what's going to happen here eventually. I, I mean, it's going to take like, time, but but I, I know that these guys are going to let these guys live through them. I was just thinking uh, while you were talking, Ferber, like, can you imagine the number of dudes who want to wear those numbers? You know, I mean, man, you've, we've seen tributes of guys, you know, so you sprung a giblet are going to be out for the rest of the year and like, oh, I'm going to wear his number, you know, right. I really hope on some level. And I mean, there will be a time and a place to discuss all of this stuff. Um, but I hope on some level UVA does something to commemorate them. Um, I mean, if there's a message that I take away from these three dudes and, and their, their lives being so, so tragically cut short, life is short, man. Yeah. Life is short and we got to make the most of it. And, and I know that that sounds like some stuff you read on a bumper sticker, but you know what? Sometimes the cliches are cliche because they're true. And life is short and, you know, we don't, we don't know what's promised, you know, and these dudes clearly made a huge impact on the people around them, you know, obviously, I mean, hell, Lavelle it, almost single-handedly made 2020 fun for a lot of folks who could not be in the stadium. And I mean, and ultimately like, that's what athletes are, right? Like they go out and they play the game the people who watch who watch them 99.9% can't play, right? And they they are avatars, right? They are your hopes, they are your dreams, they are your aspirations for your school, for your team, for your friends, you know? And there is a sense of community in that, right? Like these are the dudes we send out there to represent us kind of deal, right? At the same time, like as fans, we got to be the people who have their backs. And I'm not saying, again, I, I, along with what Ferber and Dave were talking about, I don't mean that you can't like disagree with a third down call, right? But it's about how you treat people, man. And I, I have owned a website for more than a decade now that has a message board. And I can promise you, people don't always do that. And if there's one thing that maybe comes out of this, maybe there's more of it, right? That we can see how like magnetic these three dudes were away away from the gridiron right like Deshaun Perry you know Tony's up there talking about you know not only is he listening to classical music but he he knows how to shape pots and I was just like I mean that was just so awesome to me right and what what I hope people take away from that is not necessarily like hey you should know everybody's story it's that everybody has a story, right? All these dudes, you know, what was what was the whole thing that Bronco and them tried to do? We Cavaliers, right? They all have a story. Not just cause not just like family that loves them, which they do, not just like people who care about, you know, their hopes and their dreams, right? Not just friends and teammates and stuff, but like they all have a story. And then you might not ever know. 120 of those stories, but they're there and they matter. Even if you don't know them, they matter. So Dave. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you guys have said some wonderful things. I don't want to, um, to step on them too much. Um, kind of was gonna let it marinate there, but I mean, I do like what Lauren Hagan said at the end of her post on Instagram. And if you haven't seen it, you gotta go see it. It's, You'll cry. Sorry, but it's uh, incredible. Um, you know, at the very end, she goes, you know, my encouraging reminder to all is to love people while they're here. Like you say you do when they are gone. Um, and that's probably one of the truest things I've read, you know, in the last few days, um, you know, not to you know switch away from the players because that's what this is about. But, you know, on Saturday, I wasn't planning on coming to the game and it just so happened that, you know, there was a, break between you know my dad needed some rest my mom was had some stuff to do there's enough time for me to come to the game um so from not coming to being there to tailgate and you know you, you if you listen to the podcast you know dave is at the game um and it's funny that that you know, Ferber, you, you guys were there like we ended up talking most of that tailgate and kind of reminiscing about how long we've been doing this together right um and we were looking at old pictures i don't know if you guys remember that like it kind of mm -hmm. struck me um, 
It wasn't that the long other day. Ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's 10, the pictures you know, were a long time 15 ago. years, <laughs> um, you know, doing the same thing. We were kind of joking how there was old guys in the parking lot and they were looking around like, wait, are we the old guys the in old the guys. parking lot now? <laughs> um, you know, a, a group of guys I love and probably don't tell them enough. Um, so it's been, you know, you know, that stuff's hard, but you know, I think, you know, if you want to do something to honor these guys, you know, do that, you know, love the people in your life and let them know. Um, you know, and to the families, like, you know, thank you for entrusting our university with your sons and, you know, we're tragically devastated for you and we'll pray for you forever. Yeah. I, um, if you are somebody who, um, stumbled into this, you, you probably saw this already, but uh, I'm going to put links to the GoFundMes, um, for the families, um, into the, um, your podcast have a choice. Um, please consider, um, whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever you're able to give. It's nothing compared to obviously their lives, but these are, these are ways that, 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 that people who are on the outside can make folks who are on the inside feel like they're not alone. Um, I can promise you that the Davis and Perry and uh, Chandler families, um, this, this is not going to bring their sons back. It's not going to bring their loved ones back, but it, it will, it will speak loudly to them about sort of how much, um, we appreciated those kids and the pain that we feel with them. Right. Um, to Dave's point just a minute ago, I, I, I really hope that, you know, when we, um, when we think of these kids, we do think of the light, the smiles, the joy, the tenacity. I mean, what I love about these kids is that like, you, you know, they all had to work real hard and they were in the process of continuing to work real hard. You know, things were not given to them. Um, and, you know, we can get caught up in the football side of things, but realistically, like they were, they were more than just football players. And, um, you know, hopefully this has been a, um, you know, hopefully we have, we have done them justice in terms of their memory. Um, hopefully the legal system will find justice for them. Um, we have made the three of us specific decisions to not talk about certain aspects of that. Um, so, but, so please don't think we just didn't, we was, it was a choice. Um, I just, like I said, I, I hope that people who listen to this episode, that they, that they felt, they felt like they were around people who feel just the way they do. And, um, I hope that on some level we did do these kids and their memories justice. Um, it's not going to stop here, you know, one hour or whatever it ends up being talking about them is not, doesn't, it doesn't that doesn't do the trick, so to speak. Right. And I hope, like I said before, I hope UVA does something to permanently commemorate these kids to, to keep their memories going so that, you know, that we can one day, um, look back on this and see the, the change, the, the, the impact that they had well beyond their years. Um, my thoughts are with the families. Um, Memorial services and funerals are coming up. I hope if you got, you know, you pray, you got good energy, do it all, whatever you got, give it. Um, my thoughts are with the staff. These are coaches who recruited these kids or coaches who coached these kids who were spending so much time with these guys. They were mentoring these dudes. They were investing in these young people. And they are as gutted as anybody else about what happened to them, and the support staff. And I, yeah, that's where. Yeah, no, I was. That's where there's I was going. so many other people around the program that like interact with these dudes on a daily basis yeah. that like nobody thinks of. Yeah, and like they're all doing their jobs, which is incredible to think about people doing their jobs right now. But yeah, um, there are people. There somebody had to send out, you know, the um, the press release to say this. Somebody had to put those those numbers, you know, on the, um, on the women's basketball warmup jerseys, like, like there are people around the program 
trainers, equipment folks who interact with these kids. There are people associated with the program who work um, in and around it, right? Think about like the number of people who work in like academic support, people who work in um, like the football offices and stuff. Like there are so many people that are touched by this that we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know their names either, right? But it goes back to this conversation we've been having all night, right? Um, we can honor them by not only, you know, loving people up in the bad times, but we can do it by making sure that the people in your life um, that matter to you, that they know. And um, I, like I said before, I, I hope that the folks who are associated with, with UVA football understand that they have, that they are in the thoughts and, and prayers that they are, they are on people's minds and um, that we, that we see, we see that loss. We understand it. And we, we grieve with them. Um, it's so funny. I keep having people like text me and ask me how I'm feeling, you know? And it feels like such um, imposter yeah, I'm syndrome. I'm like, don't worry about me. Like, you know? yeah. And I mean, like on some level, like, yes, I knew the kids. And, you know, even though, um, even though I'm a little removed from it, it's still, you know, it hurts, you know? But I just keep thinking about the families who got that call. And I keep thinking about the players. You know, we know that there was a fifth player at this point. We don't know who the identity of it is of the guy is, but we know there was another player on that bus. We know that there were other students on that bus who saw everything. Keep those folks in your thoughts and prayers too. You know, don't lose sight of the students who were on that bus who had to live through this horrific violence, um, who had to, you know, try to help their friends, um, who had to see what they saw to feel what they felt and to be where they are now in, in hindsight of that. Um, so keep, keep everybody keep them all you know like i said before we'll we'll get back to talking about sports at some point um just wasn't going to be tonight so if you if you're still with us i very much appreciate the time that you gave to this um like i said please feel free to um hit up any of those gofundme links that are um in the content item for this show or in the um show notes in your podcast have a choice you yeah, guys got anything you, else? Just step on you. Um, you know, if you're a Virginia fan and you don't have someone close to you to to discuss this with, you can find our contact info. Find us on Twitter. Find us on the message board. Um, we understand, like you know, how you feel about these guys. If you're a fan of this university, I know some of you aren't blessed enough as we are to you know to have a you know a large text message thread with you know, with each other and with other people to kind of commiserate as we deal with the sorrows. So, you know, feel free to reach out if you need to. That's a good point, Dave. I appreciate you bringing that up. And, um, you know, if you are somebody who's, you know, dealing with this and, and it's hard, please, please don't keep it to yourself. You know, reach out. There are folks, if there's not folks around you, there definitely are, are services available um, to help you with that. Um, I think one of the best things that UVA and Carlo talked about during the press conference was just the amount of support that the players are going to get and I hope everybody out there feels like they can get that support um, that they need. So I think that's, I think that's where we should, uh, we should leave it for now. Um, I want to thank um, everybody who, like I said, who stuck with us for this and um, I hope you found it beneficial. I hope, you know, if we helped one person feel um, better about what they were feeling if we've, we helped anybody sort of see a little bit more of these kids um, I would definitely um, there's so much great stuff out there um, from all of the various whether it's media whether it's people who knew them one of the great parts about social media is you know um, I'm not a big fan of reading the comments of things but you know what there are people in their lives that you can um, you can see those testimonials, so to speak. You can, you can see them lifting them up. Um, and, um, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to, it's going to get harder in some ways. Like I said before, we got you know, memorial services and funerals and, you know, Saturday's going to, if you watch any, if you choose to watch any football, you know, it's going to be everywhere. There's not going to be any way to get away from it. It will be the topic of conversation for a long time. 
Uh, and I don't know if you mentioned it or not. I know it just got announced, but they're doing a memorial service at 3.30 on Saturday. There you go. Okay. I did not change it. Cool. And it's open to the public. Excellent. So hopefully uh, folks will be able to attend. And um, like I said before, um, that they're able to to be among folks who, who feel what they feel and that they can feel, you know, that you're not alone in your grief. And um, hopefully for the, for those of us who are grieving, who are feeling this, you know, that we can, we can lift everybody up, that it can be um, a source of light, just like these three kids were. So no, no outro music either this week. We're just, we're just going to wrap it up and just say, thank you very much for your time. Um, our thoughts and prayers continue to be with their families. And, um, I think I speak for all three of us when I say we miss them like hell. <laughs>